0: Welcome to the Boonville Worship Center Sermon Podcast. So Father, we just we bow before you. I just truly bow before you as King, Maker, Heaven and Earth. You reign. You're all powerful, you're all knowing. You're so good. You're so gracious. You're so full of life. We just submit to You, God. Your Word is so rich and it's so true. Your will for us is good. Your plan for us is good. So tonight, God, as we just finish this out, God, I'm just so grateful for the marriages that are here. I'm grateful for the couples that are here that are engaged. I'm grateful for our amazing young adults and individuals that are not married, that may be one day preparing for it, that have just locked arms with us, God, and learning what it's going to look like and how to prepare themselves. And so, God, wherever we're at on that in that spectrum, I just declare right now, God, that we humbly pull ourselves up to Your table, that You've prepared for us, and we position our hearts and our minds with willingness to be open, to be shaped, to be molded, to be changed, to be corrected, to be instructed. Whatever you need to do, God, let it just let it let it come in us and through us, and let it fulfill its plan and purpose. And uh, we just thank you for time together as the body. We thank you that you're always speaking to us and you're always growing us. We love you. We honor you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm just going to dive in here. I I uh, I hope and pray that this series on building a strong marriage has encouraged you. I hope that it's helped you. I hope that it has strengthened you and equipped you. Um, you know, I I I chose the overall title um, because you have to be intentional in building a healthy marriage. It's not gonna it's not gonna build itself. It's it it, it won't be strong just because of time right and so i chose this topic we're going we're dedicated as a house because we know how important our marriages are to god and to community and to the kingdom of god and to our cities and everything they're so instrumental that we understand as a house and as a body the importance of of actively building a healthy marriage and so that was kind of my heart in it. And uh, how many of you know tonight that building anything is work? Amen? And building a marriage is hard work. Uh, it just is. It's a blessing. It's beautiful. It's one of the greatest gifts God gave us. But it, it's hard. And um, can I just say that it's the, it's the daily choices that we make that determine the strength of your marriage. It's not the one trip a year that you might take or this or that those things are all bonuses but guys if you don't take away anything take this away with you tonight. It is the choices that you make every day that determine the strength of your marriage. And so God, help us with that. Amen? And, uh, and putting God first, keeping Jesus obviously at the center of your personal life and then and in your marriage is absolutely the, the vital aspects of, of having a healthy marriage. Um, week one, we talked about love and honor and value and making your marriage a priority uh, that that's online you can go back and watch it if you missed it week two my wife did an amazing job uh, on treating your spouse better than they deserve which i'm so grateful that she does that and um, loving the way that Jesus does. If you missed that, again, watch it. Last week, we had uh, Pastors Chuck and Ashley Elliott here, and they did a wonderful job uh, ministering on different aspects of keeping the marriage bed holy. And then tonight, here we are, and my topic has been let go and make love. I've heard a few comments from wives that their husband says, we can skip the first three, but we're going to the last one. Um, So I choose that title for a reason, but it's probably not going to turn out the way that you may have thought it was going to. (laughs) Let go and make love. Um, The heart of tonight's class, other than speaking on this greatest gift that we've been given to live one with somebody, is um, dealing with difficulties that we face in our marriage, Amen. So I'm going to hit that um, before I get into what I have prepared. I don't remember if it was yesterday, or the day before, but um, Holy Spirit laid this scripture on my mind. I just want to give it to you real quick because I and we'll add this to the tonight's class. But I can read it. It's just one verse. It's uh, but you can take notes. It's in Song of Solomon and it's chapter two, and it's in verse fifteen, <clears throat> Song of Solomon chapter two. Verse 15. Please, please hear this. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Come and read this one more time. Catch us the foxes, the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Um, In the culture of this time, fences were built around the vineyards to prevent animals from coming in and obviously destroying the grapes the grapevines um, the key word in this is the word foxes the little foxes catch us the foxes the little foxes what, what's this tell us uh, because this is right here right here in the heart of of intimacy and marriage and all of these things. And then here's this verse dropped in and this reference to catch us the little foxes that spoil the vines, for our vines have tender grapes. Any of us that have been married for any time at all can testify that marriages are tender. That our hearts are tender. And so this is referencing... That and it tells us that it's the little animals, it's the little foxes, it's the little rabbits, it's those little pesky things that that uh, that that are easily sometimes overlooked, right? Not the big moose, not the big bear, right? You can see them coming, but it's the little things sometimes that go unnoticed that bring destruction. And so I just wanted to drop this into you because, guys, this is so important for us to remember and to watch in our lives and in our marriage and, and to be attentive to the to the little things. And and I think ultimately then if you look back at this, like they built fences. Like, let's build fences. Let's build fences around what's tender, around our marriages that don't just protect us from the big things but that protect us from the little things because it truly is, it truly is the little things that spoil the vine. Amen? And so I just I just drop that into you. Uh, I wish someone would have taught me this before uh, we got married, uh, but this is such an important thing. So today, here we are. Let go and make love. Um, we haven't taken time to do this yet, so I want to take a couple minutes and... Uh I want to start with the question, because uh, you may say one thing that may just be something that someone needs to hear tonight, but uh, I want to start with a question this evening and give you a chance to share uh, one thing. What is one of the most important things for you in marriage? Like, the first thing that comes to your mind when you say, this is... This is important in my marriage. What? What is it? And just raise your hand and then I'll call on you. So what's one of the most important things to you, for you in marriage? Natalie? I'm sorry. Friendship? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Loyalty? You are loyalty. Loyalty? Okay. Yes. Affection? Absolutely. Good. Keep going. Most important things. I'm sorry. Protection. Feeling protected. Safety. Yes. Miss Don. To be heard. To be known. Valued. What? Forgiveness. I'm here thankful for forgiveness in marriage. Amen. Miss Janet. Spending time together in prayer, in the Word, in communion. Spiritual connection together, right, but having t- that time together is good, so good. men, you can keep going I'll take time. it's good. These are good things. These are all things these are all things that we that that we need in marriage that are healthy. Did you raise your hand? I'm sorry Individuality uh that's so good. Freedom to be yourself, which is important because you are not going to be alike. So the quicker that you can learn not to try to make your spouse be just like you, you're going to be better off. Individuality. So good. Somebody else? I love this. I love this. Anybody else? Mr. Gary. Amen. Being able to understand. So good. Okay. I love it. See, we need this. Anybody else? Caring. Vulnerability. A safe place to be vulnerable. Let me know that our spouse, if we're doing this right, our spouse should be the most safest place to be vulnerable. A lot of times, our maybe it's not them, it's our perception, but a lot of times our spouse isn't the safe place to be vulnerable because they're the probably the one person in life the most that we don't want to hurt. So we've got to create that safe place. It's so good. You guys are doing so good. I don't even have to. I'm done. Isn't this good? Just listen to these things and be like, yeah, yeah, help me God. Anybody else? I'll take time. Mr. Glenn? Huh. I like that. Because it's important that we just have fun together. That we just have fun we have things that we just enjoy doing together, Amen. So you guys pray for Lori that she takes up a passion for fishing. Take that up. Do that. She has gone a few times in our in our kayaks, and she'll lay out and read a book, and I'll just be out there fishing away. Man, so right. You're so right, guys. You guys are. You guys are. You're. You're just. You're doing so good. Uh. These these are great, and and they're so important for, for building a healthy marriage. Um, let me let me just say, um, when we're doing these things and we're we're doing marriage by God's design, um, you're going to have far more better days than you're going to have hard days. Amen. So God help us to line up with You and truly, truly, truly marriage is such an absolute blessing from God. Now, I'm going to dive in a little bit here to some of the obstacles that we face and um, how we get through certain things because the truth is um, there, there is no perfect spouse. And I think that's important for us to realize. And probably before that, we need to realize that we're not perfect, so then why would we expect our spouse to be perfect, right? So we're growing and iron sharp and iron, and we're pushing and encouraging each other to become better and better and grow and as a couple and individual in our walk with God, but yet God's bringing two people together to become one, and there is no absolute perfect spouse in every way. Uh, one, we're all different in human as humans. We're, we all have different personalities. Um, we're completely different in many ways as men and women in our needs and our makeup and how we handle things and process things and the whole design that God made our how He made our brains and everything about us. He's perfect in doing that. That's how come men are men and women are women. But that's a whole other class. But and then you have life, right? So then you got the differences. You got we're not perfect, and and um, uh, then you just have life, just regular life. And then you've got finances, and we've got jobs, and then maybe children are are blend, are in there with it. And then we've got our responsibilities and our house and gumballs and all this stuff. And then if you have teenagers, then I don't know. Just hold on. Just just hold on. It's it. It's going to get better. It's just going to take a while. No, it's good. Grateful. But all these things, come on, guys, isn't this life? Because because Lori and I, we've gone through all these seasons of of having having babies to having toddlers, to having our children, to having teenagers, to having uh, young adults living with us to then all of a sudden now being empty nesters and we're looking at each other like we thought this was going to be great. It's real quiet. What are we going to do? You know, and like all these different things, and then you change through life too. You know, and just all this process that goes through it, guys, is all added into the equation of our marriage. And then we get, we get, we get tired. Uh, we get discouraged at times. Uh, and and listen, the truth is, um, we're going to let each other down. We're going to let each other down. I have, I have let this woman down. I have. I have done things where I've let her down. I've done things where I've hurt her and and all this stuff and and this is where the work comes in, right? This is where the work comes in after the honeymoon. Then we realize, "Wow, <laughs> this is awesome." You know, I probably should have researched more. No, marriage is awesome. Um, but this real, isn't it, guys? And the journey's beautiful. I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. But we're all, we are constantly growing and shifting and changing with the world and life and family and all this stuff, and, and uh, this is where the work comes in at. And this is what we're going to talk about tonight, but let me just say just real quick, this is going to help you along with keeping the little foxes out, uh, the little things that sometimes we overlook. Here's another one. Jesus is the source of life not your wife, and not your husband. Things are going to go really bad for you. Now, she's second to Him, but I, she cannot fulfill that. And I cannot fulfill that in her. Amen? And our love is deep. And God designed the, 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 the love in a marriage between a husband and wife. I believe it is the greatest level of love that we'll ever experience on earth. Amen. Between human and human, but you need to know tonight, and we need to be reminded that Jesus is the source of life, and not your spouse. And when when we're not pursuing him rightly, right? then what happens is that then we start to lack. We have a void that is a Jesus void that no, nothing else can fulfill. But often then, because of that void, we begin to put unrealistic expectations on our spouse to fill this hurt, this void, this emptiness that they could never do, no matter how hard that they try to, guys. And so I just want to drop this in here that the healthier that you are, the healthier your marriage is going to be. And Jesus is the answer to becoming healthier. So this is why your pursuit of Him to be first in your life, in all of us, has, has to be the forefront of every. If you're going to build a strong marriage, all the books, the, all these things, I love all of it, so many good things, everything that you guys talked about, they're all, they're all a necessity. All of them are so important. But if, if, if your pursuit of Jesus isn't in there, none of that stuff's going to sustain it. Amen. It's just not going to. And so God grip this down deep inside of us. And and because truly, guys, the 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 greatest gift that you can give your husband and give your wife is a all-out full-blown pursuit of Jesus. I mean hard after him he's the one thing he's the main thing he's your everything amen not a trip not money not a retirement fund all that stuff is wonderful but the best thing that you can do for you and your marriage and give your spouse is a all-out full-blown pursuit of jesus amen okay everybody good amen so with that said I want to talk about letting go and, and making love and talking about the work in marriage because the, the, I don't have to teach you on the good times, the easy times. They just happen. But then when we hit these difficulties, when we do fail, when we do fall, when we do sin, we hurt one another, whatever that is. Um, how, how, do we, how do we handle the greatest relationship in life? covenant relationship a covenant covenant two two covenant relationships in life your covenant with god and your covenant with your spouse Um, how do we go through disappointments and difficult times in our marriage Um, how do we handle disagreements because you're going to have them how do you handle differences because you're going to have them because you're different Um, how do we handle mistakes whenever our spouse falls how do we handle it? Um, how do we weather through a storm together? How do we, how do we face the life changes when, when it was just the two of us and now all of a sudden and we were able to just do what we wanted and now all of a sudden we've got an infant in the house and we're up all the time and Mama's exhausted and she's got, she's got puke all over her and, and her hands are dirty because she's chained 10,000 diapers all day and then, and then you come home from work and you're like, hey girl, and she's like, stop it. Because I'm going to bed and not with you. You know, like how do we handle all of these things that come at us when life changes and and yet we still, with all of that, marriage still stays a priority in a healthy way. And so God, we need You. Um, What do we do when we get hurt? What do we do when we get hurt? I'm going to talk about it, but I'm just going to give you the end and then start at the beginning. You choose love because love will not always be a feeling in your marriage. And if you just got married, you might be like, "Oh," but I'm going to tell you, there's going to be times in your marriage where you don't feel love. Um, you choose love. You choose love in some of those hard moments. You give. You choose love. You choose it. You give saying, "I'm going to choose love." I'm gonna choose it. I'm gonna choose it over my this line that's been drawn. I'm gonna choose it over this pain. I'm gonna choose over her. I'm gonna choose my covenant, right? I'm gonna choose my vow. I'm gonna choose love. I'm gonna choose this person, and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna break through this thing. I'm gonna choose covenant. I'm gonna choose to forgive, right? For better or for worse. I'm gonna I'm gonna choose hope. I'm gonna choose hope, even when sometimes it feels hopeless. You know, Lori and I, I can't remember. We're going we're gonna be married 35 years. Uh, this April 23rd, praise God. 35 years. Uh, and in that 35 years, we've had difficulties hard times. Um, there, were, there, were, there were maybe in those 35 years a couple different times where it kind of felt hopeless. Like, I don't know if we can do this. Um, but we're about to go on A thirty-first, fifth wedding anniversary somewhere, somewhere. It could be at scales like I don't know yet, but uh, we're going somewhere. But we're going somewhere because through that, we chose hope when we didn't always feel hope, and we chose love when we didn't feel it in that moment. Am Am I, am I good? Am I doing good? Amen. Most of the time it's there and you feel it. But, but there are some things that you go through sometimes through life because we're so different that we got to know I am choosing this. I'm choosing this. And sometimes you got to choose it when the other one isn't, isn't always there to choose it together with you. Then sometimes you got to get on that line and you got to say, "I'm not moving. I'm choosing this. I'm choosing to forgive. I'm choosing to love. I'm choosing to battle for us. This is not over. This is not the end." And you got to fight. You're going to fight for anything in your life. Fight for your marriage, and you stand on that line and you choose it and you choose it and you wait for God and you trust in God and you pray that in and you wait for that spouse. But you do that in in, in everything. You choose faith and guys, you just we look up. We look up. Because everything down here comes into proper perspective when you're looking up there, but if you're looking out here, things get really big. But when you look up there and you see how big he is, and everything down here gets a little bit smaller. Amen, amen. So God help us learn how to do this right. But this is just you know this is this is what we do when we go through these moments. And uh, just another thought that I had today, I made a note in here, but. You know, maybe sometimes we pray Psalms 139, verse 23 and 24, but we do it differently than, normally do it, than we normally do. Instead of praying it over our spouse, we pray it over ourselves. And it's this. Search me, O God. Know my heart. Know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties. See, God, if there's any wicked way in me. Amen? <laughs> Amen? And then lead me in the way of everlasting. I mean, there's a lot of times I like to pray this over the way. I'm like, God, mm, search her. <laughs> know her heart. Dig in there. If you have your Bibles, I want you to uh, open them to the book of Romans. And, and not a normal passage of Scripture for marriage, but um, I think it's 100% probably one of the greatest passages of Scripture for marriage. Um, Romans in chapter five, Amen. God's so good, isn't He, guys? Romans chapter five, and um, I'm just gonna jump in here at verse six, I think. Yes. So, so grab a hold of this. Pull up to the table real quick, cause I'm gonna, I'm gonna attach this somewhere else. So, watch. In Romans chapter five, in verse six it says, When we were when we were still when we were without strength, in in due time Christ died for the ungodly. Okay, that's important. Um, Without strength and the ungodly. Verse 7: For scarcely a righteous man will one die, yet perhaps for a good man. someone would even dare die. But God, aren't you thankful for that statement right there But God? He demonstrates His own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, still messed up, still not doing it right, still making a mistake, Jesus died for us. Okay, where am I going with this? Uh, just listen. What this says when we were when we were failing him uh, in sin, not serving him, not actively loving him in action, uh, not working on our relationship with him. Um, not being faithful to him, in that place, he gave his greatest expression of love. Now, isn't that powerful? Let's let that sink in for a minute. And then, if you put that in context, if you put that in context with Ephesians 5. 22 to 25, right? So, Romans, when, when it was undeserving, when we were in sin, when we weren't serving improperly, when we were unfaithful, and you go to Ephesians 5 and 22 and 25, and I'm, I'm not going to read it, I'm just going to kind of quote it we know it. Don't, you don't have to turn to it. But then it says, Wives, honor. Okay? Honor, love, Submit to your husbands as to the Lord. So if we're doing it the way Jesus did it, that's in their faults. That's in their weaknesses. Come on, that's in their failures. This is what, this is what we're called to. Um, and then, husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave Himself for her. How? How did He do it? What did He do for us? He poured out undeserving love. So I just wanted to like bring these two things together to you tonight for all of us to be reminded of what we've been given from Him when we were strengthless when we were broken when we were unfaithful to him when we were undeserving it was in that moment that he gave his greatest expression of love and then i feel like when you go then again to ephesians then this is what he's called marriage to look like that we give even our greatest expression of love when it's undeserved And so, if I could just drop that in there to you then and and say, guys, um, listen, Don't, don't withhold your love when it's needed most. Don't withhold your love when it's needed most. Pour it out. Pour out love. Pour out grace. Pour out mercy. Pour out forgiveness, Amen. Like freely you've received, freely give to the, that number one person, human that we have in in life. And you know, I think in uh, in in First Corinthians in chapter thirteen it says, you know, the all lo- oh, the love chapter. Then, but you know, the, this truth that love never fails. So if love never fails, then guys, love never stops. Like love never fails, love never stops. You might not always feel it, but love never stops. That's why you choose it. It's always choosing You're never stop and love never stops. So, you know, it brings me to this question then of, you know, the difficulties in marriages at times and what some of us have seen or maybe even experienced and and looking at this and then looking at that scripture in Romans and and then knowing what Ephesians five, twenty two to twenty five calls us to, and I'm like, guys, why do we why do we withhold love when we're upset? Why do we why do we why do we withhold affection when we're upset, right? It's like no, you go get that right. You fix yourself. You do all this stuff. I'm like, well, maybe, maybe if we just poured affection on the fault, if we just poured love and mercy and grace. I'm not talking about just, just excusing everything. I'm not talking about that. We got to work through. We got to sharpen each other. There needs to be accountability in it. I'm just talking. We need an abundance of love and mercy to be poured out and not withhold it. Because I'm thankful. I'm thankful because I gave Jesus plenty, plenty, plenty of reasons time after time again to withhold his love for me and he never has he never has so guys let us not let us not withhold that love in any in any way especially especially in the relationship of our marriage and so this then was my introduction I got 20 minutes left and this is what led me to tonight's topic for the night of let go and make love. So, there you go. You're welcome. So, I'm just going to talk about each of these for just a minute and then I'm going to share a story. And I, want to, I want to, if finished a few minutes early, it's a challenge for me. You guys know this to so be praying. I want to, I want to have a little moment of prayer. But, um, but can, I want to talk about letting go real quick. Letting go. Let go. I say, let go and make love let go here's what i'm not saying i'm not saying forget about your feelings i'm not saying that you should just allow yourself to be mistreated there you got to protect yourself that's you guys understand that right um so I'm i'm not i'm not saying forget that i'm not i'm not saying just ignore the problems that need to be addressed and to be worked on um um, and that, that it's not going to be hard at times. Um, we, have to, we have to have those difficult conversations with our spouse sometimes. You know, we have to. But, but I'm just going to put a side note in here that we should, be able to, we should be able to handle the most difficult things with grace with the person most valuable to us in life. I do not have to raise my voice to my wife for her to know that I'm serious. I will not yell at her. My kids do not have not. Well, maybe I don't know if they ever have. I really just don't yell. But if you want me to, I can. <laughs> um, but, but so we got to talk about it. But even in talking about it, we do it with love. We do it in mercy. We do it with the grave. We do it in the same. The same way. The same expression that Jesus gives it to us in. Amen. And uh, so thankful for that. You're. Again, it's kind of like what Morgan brought up earlier. Your Your marriage should be a safe place for each other to share how you feel. And I'll just drop another side note in. Sometimes those things are hard to hear. Sometimes there's going to be emotion. There's going to be this. But man, listen, if the pans start flying and the knives start flipping around, they're probably going to be a little reluctant the next time. I'm just saying if you hold back love and affection for six months, right, or a day, or a week, right, then they're probably going to begin to be reluctant the next time. And so we've we—it's important to as in letting go to to create this safe place for each other to share how they feel and to repent. Create, a, create an atmosphere in your marriage where they know you can come to me. We'll, we will get through this thing together. Amen. We, I might be shocked. You might be shocked. Might, but we're going to get through this thing together and, and we're going we're gonna to walk it. We're going to walk it out with the grace of God. And, uh, and, then, and then apologize when it's needed. Just apologize. Apology goes a lot. I'm sorry. I'm sorry that this happened. I'm sorry that I did this. Whatever. And ask for forgiveness, you know? And then if if you're on the other end of that thing, first of all, just take responsibility for what you've done. Wouldn't that go a long way in our marriages? Instead of like, again, pointing, you know? But take responsibility and then forgive. Choose to forgive, guys. Choose to forgive. That's how we let go. That's how we let go. We choose love. We choose to talk about it. We choose to do it in the right way. We choose a little love. We choose grace. We choose healing, right? We choose to fight for it. We're gonna get through this thing and 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 choosing to forgive. And we let go. Let go. Let go and make love. Uh, Let go of your fences. Not your fences. Keep them up. Keeps the little foxes out. Let go of your offenses the way Jesus let go of your offenses. Amen? Pray for your spouse. Pray for him. Encourage them. Speak life into them. And, and let, let go. Don't let, don't, let, don't let anything become greater than your love and the covenant that you guys have made for one another and fight. Fight through it together. Amen? Right there together. I'm gonna tell you what, guys, everything about this is a partnership. When you when you when you said your vows, you went into a full blooded partnership, Scott. You are you are in this thing together. If she loses, you lose, buddy. Come on. One of you will never win an argument. If one of you loses an argument, both of you lose the argument. Come on, guys. It's a partnership thing. We're in this thing together. God help us with it. Amen. You guys doing okay? I'm sorry, did I just point at you? Okay. I didn't mean to. If I did, forgive me. I'm so so sorry. Amen. I just have one more thing in letting go. Can I just say Jesus? Jesus. Just Jesus, guys. Like at the end of the day, no matter what it is, let's just bring Jesus in. Let's just bring Jesus in because he, he can make a way where there is no way. Amen? And let Him draw you back to Romans and remind you what you've been given. And both of you, and you work in this grace and mercy. And, but Jesus, 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 Jesus is absolutely the glue in everything that we do. But, but um, guys, people, people just hold on to stuff way too long. They just hold on to stuff way too long and um, don't hold on, let go, let go. Both of you guys should be fighting to see who can step over the line the fastest instead of s- seeing who could be a statue the longest. I'm stronger than she is. What just happened? Because you're partner, so both of you are losing as long as both of you are waiting for someone to step over. Somebody just need to humble themselves and say, okay, I choose you. I choose you. And then a deep conviction will fall upon them. Like, oh, I should have went first. Choose it. Amen. Amen. I hope I'm I hope I'm giving you something. Let's talk about making love. Everybody good with letting go? You're gonna have to do it, okay? You're gonna have to let go. All right. Make love. Making love one (laughs) oh one. Why make love? Because in 35 years of marriage, love never made itself for us. Never one time has love made itself for us. Get that down deep in your spirit. You choose love every day, and you choose I'm going to make love today. By the end of the day, I'm going to have we're going to have more love in this than we had yesterday. And then if you hit a breaking point midday, we're going to have a, we're going to have more love by by tonight than we had at lunchtime. Whenever. The wheel popped off. Sometimes the wheel falls off. You getting with me here? How I many you know we make love? So we make love. So what's that what what does that look like? What what's this look like? We it's action. It's action. It's a choice. I'm gonna make love. We're gonna have more love at the end of the day than we did at the beginning of the day. And tomorrow we're gonna have more love than next week, and we're we're entering our thirty fifth. It's gonna be I I believe our thirty fifth. Year or our next year, whatever, I don't feel good and I'm so tired. But the days ahead of us are going to be filled with more love than any of the days behind us because we're going to choose to make love. Come on. And it is action, guys. You know, Jesus said, What? If you love me, do what? Obey. Walk it out. Show me. Prove it. Follow my commands. It's the same thing in marriage. So, what is it? What do I mean by making love? I'll get to it guys in just a minute but it's quality time. It's quality time. It is. It just is quality time. It's spending time together. I don't usually get to go home on Wednesdays but I didn't feel good today and I had my class ready and I went home and and uh, sat on the couch and Lori sat next to me and we just talked and rested. She laid her head on me and then we ate a little bit and then she, she uh, brought uh, communion over to me and and, and uh, encouraged me to do communion with her, and we did, and, and it's, it's quality time. Like, we, you gotta, you got you to gotta make that. We made love today. We made love on... I mean, we did make love on the couch, but not the way you're thinking we made love, but we made love in that moment on the couch. Just be... <laughs> am I saying too much? Is my face red right now? Like, what shade is it? okay i'm gonna go down (laughs) i'm gonna be in trouble it's it's words of affirmation right white right girls it's words of affirmation sometimes you got to dig it out but it's words of affirmation it's telling them how much that you love them right right just like jesus did for you and you were unworthy of and he says this is how much i love you Right, so it's not always when you're when when they bring everything to you that you've been waiting for. They send that surprise, or they they suddenly that like this miraculous thing happens, and they rise up out of the recliner while you're folding clothes and sit beside you and start folding. It's like walking on water. And then all of a sudden, the words of affection come like, "Yeah, sister, let him flow, let <laughs> keep him doing it again." But but you know, it's also whenever he's not doing those things or she's not doing those things that, like, I'm saying that that it's easy. You you make love in those easy moments, God. I'm saying it's when you when you when it, when you go through times where it's easy to let go. Or, or to hold on to something, but you need to let it go. That we choose love, and we choose to make love, and we choose the words of affection during those times. And it's just telling them how much you love them. It's it's serving one another, man. I I love to serve. I love serving Lori, and she loves me, and that is making love. Like every time we serve one another, and I help her, and I do something for her, we are we are tangibly making love in that moment, guys. You got it. It's a hug a hug it's a it's a kiss and you should side note kiss often don't remind me about that kiss often it's holding it's holding hands guys it's just it's touching it's putting your hand on her leg it's doing this but it's it's just making love it's being intentional and shutting everything else down Grab a hold of this, guys, because you won't have time for it. You won't have time for it. But it is, it is being intentional of creating romance in your marriage. It's saying, alright, tonight's the night. And you, you, you start preparing. You do things in the house. You plan this. You plan that or whatever. But you, you get intentional of just shutting everything else down. Right? And creating romance in your marriage. It's flirting. It's flirting. We've been married 35 years. I love when she flirts with me. I don't know if she loves it when I flirt with her. I think she does. But I, I, I. But we need to, we need to flirt. We need to have fun. We need to do those things. Just keep having fun together, right? And uh, yes, have sex often. It's a gift. The enemy made it dirty, and it is not dirty. It, it is beautiful and it's powerful and it's healthy. And if, if it's the foundation of your marriage and if it's the only thing that connects you and brings you real joy and closeness, then everything's out of balance in your marriage. It is. It can't be the foundation of your marriage, but it is an important aspect of your marriage that needs to be a part of it if, 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 it, you're, if, it, if you're able in any way. Um, be careful and... God created the physical union between a husband and wife to create a bond and level of intimacy and oneness that can't be obtained any other way. That's why it's only designed for the marriage bed. Because it creates a soul tie. But I don't have time for that. Is everybody okay? Is my face back to normal now? Hey guys, the root, Probably, I would say it's the number one, but if not, it's really close. But I would say the number one root cause of an unhealthy or failed marriage is neglect. It's neglect. Neglect ends up bearing really bad fruit. And that becomes the, a lot of times the... A breaking point for some things, but can we just listen to the Holy Spirit tonight and be reminded of how important and how beautiful this gift that God gave us is, and that we don't neglect it because we're busy because we got work and yards and stuff going on, and we get upset like I mean man if we're gonna to honor God is to make our marriage an absolute priority, amen. I'm just so thankful for what He's given to us. Let go and make love. Amen. I want to read this. Um, I think it'll bless you. It blessed me. I, I read this. Well, I can't remember times. You guys know that. So I could say three weeks ago, and it may have been six months ago. I do not know. Oh, it's January 18th. Uh, I'm not going to give the name because just I don't need to, but um, some very, very dear friends of mine we've known for a long time. and watch them weather through stuff and be so beautiful where they're at today. Um, she posted a picture, I think it was on Facebook, and it was at a wedding that they had attended and they were on the dance floor and they were holding each other close and looking at each other. And She posted this picture uh, on there and then she wrote this and I asked her permission if I could share it. I'm going to share it because there's a powerful lesson that goes along with this today. Because these are some people that have been through some things. These are some... This is a couple that have chosen to let go when it it was difficult to let go. And in the end, they've chosen love. And now they have this beautiful, beautiful gift. And this is what she wrote with that picture there on the screen that someone had taken of her and her husband. It says, there's something so sweet about growing old together. Letting go of offenses over and over again. Forgiving over and over again amen laying aside your will for one another even when you know you're right (laughs) allowing each other to be ourselves that was talked about yet yet pushing gently to be better encouraging each other to do to do better with our walk with christ it has not always been easy especially with the blended family that brings on a whole other layer of family members and insecurities. However, it also has brought on many blessings and more children and grandchildren to love. And then she says about this photo, she says, I feel this photo. My husband's embrace and the love on my face show how worth the journey and the determination to make things work is. Isn't that awesome? I cried when I saw it. but I'm a weeper. But I've been on part of that journey and I just thought, yay God. I'm going to tell you it's worth it. If if there's any single ones in here tonight, they're probably scared to death to get married now. (laughs) But I don't know. I think sometimes if we can scare them out of it, then they're probably not ready for it. Because it is the greatest gift and it is beautiful and it is awesome. And it is also hard, and it is hard work. And we do have to let go and make love and choose love and give grace. We have to forgive over and over sometimes, and all these things so beautifully written. So I have to close. I have a, let me see. Um, I'm just going to say this, I'm going to skip a few things. But with all of that said, don't become so comfortable in your marriage that you start to live like roommates just sharing expenses that my friends is not god's design for you amen make it beautiful make it make it by god's design make your marriage a priority don't be lazy with your marriage remember neglect probably the number one root cause be intentional make your marriage a priority be intentional be intentional choose love intimacy romance flirt all that stuff um, keep intimacy and romance alive and exciting for one another. It should be. It gets better and better and better. Praise Jesus. And when obstacles come up, go through them together. Let them go together and choose love. Actively build a strong marriage. Amen? I'll finish with this. And pray over you. And I've got to do this really quick. But this is a thought that came to my mind today. Um I'll ch- do my best. <clears throat> I'm not a gambler. I've never bought a lottery ticket. But if I was going to gamble, I would not gamble the deed to my house. I came and win at Uno. <laughs> so, But even if I was a good gambler, I wouldn't gamble the deed to my house. Why would I not gamble the deed to my house? Why? Why? Because I'd... Because it's so valuable that I'm not willing to risk losing that. Now there are maybe some small things that I would if it's worth $20 or this or that. But I don't gamble, so I wouldn't do that. But if I did gamble... Anywho, you're with me? okay? So I wouldn't gamble that because I wouldn't be willing to risk losing it. It's the little foxes that spoil the vine. Don't risk and gamble with the most priceless gift on earth in marriage that God's given you. Because a lot of people do. And they don't realize that they've been gambling with something that they really wished that they didn't risk because they don't want to lose that. I probably should have ended on a high note. I can talk about sex again. All right would you you draw one which one is that married Married. okay so this is going to be for the 10 ways to a stronger marriage by trey and lisa leah jeremy and laney amen i'm going to have it right up here jeremy and laney this is yours you're welcome and out of the married one daily marriage 30 this is actually this is 60 day 60 day short challenges phenomenal Lucas and Kaylee this is yours amen and then I have this is a great book on if you're single dating and engaged on how to prepare what to look for it's a good good book Tia. and Miss Tia so praise God Miss Tia amen this one i ask you to do really quickly if your spouse is here just want you to hold their hand if they're not here just put your hand on your heart it's okay Amen. If if, if you're single, I'm going to ask you to put your hand on your heart because I'm going to pray for you. I'm so thank you guys for being here, all of you, and uh, and I'll, I want to bless you. Amen. So God, we just thank you for an amazing month. We thank you for every word that has been spoken. We thank you for every 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 single person, engaged couple, married couple that has made the commitment to be here, God. We just declare that Your Word and agree with it that it does not return void and that it fulfills every purpose that has been sent forth. I bless, I bless every single man and woman that is here. I bless them, God, that You are equipping them and preparing them and shaping them, God, to become the best spouse that they could be and that You're preparing that future mate for them, God. I pray that right now, God, that, that that they just are locked eyes with You and that You become their main thing because You truly are the source of life. And so, God, I just speak over our marriages and I pray, God, that if there are people here that are struggling tonight, God, that, Lord, they would, we, that they have heard Your Word and that we would choose love, we would choose hope, we would choose to let go, that we would choose to make love and do the right things, God. God, and and allow ourselves to build our marriage, God, the way that You designed it. And Lord, I pray right now over every marriage in this house, God, and every individual in this house, God, that we would understand the revelation of Your Word, that it truly is the little things that go unnoticed, the little foxes that tear up the tenderness and the vines. So God, teach us. Teach us to be watchful, to keep out the small things, to build safety, to put barriers, to put those fences up in our lives, God, to protect, to protect ourselves and our marriages and our families. We thank You for Your Word. I bless them in, God, the fullness of all that You intend for them in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you all. Thank you for joining us this week. Until next time.